The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open again to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, we'll begin our reading with verse number 1 after a word of prayer. Father, I come now in Jesus' name, thanking you for this day. Thank you for the grace, mercy, and peace of God. And I ask now in Jesus' name and for his sake that you would put your hand on my life as I preach the word of God. Speak to hearts for your name's sake. Lord, strengthen the saints, convict the sinners that might listen and tune in today. May they be born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, with sins forgiven and their soul bound for heaven, having come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now Paul, writing concerning God's operation in the church, in the area of gifts, begins to remove the ignorance from the believers in Corinth. Ignorance was abounding. And as we study through the early way, that period of the early church, when the sign gifts were still in operation, we see first truth concerning the ability of the body of Christ. Paul writes in these verses 1 through 11, first to remove the ignorance concerning spiritual gifts. Verses 1, 2, and 3. And then he relates instruction concerning these gifts, verses 4 through 11. But first, to remove their ignorance. If the ignorance was going to be removed from Corinth, 
then there needed to be consideration in the church. The saints in Corinth were presently in decline due to their ignorance. And brethren, there's an awful price to pay when ignorance is allowed to remain among God's people. Is it not written, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge? We know it is. It's recorded in Hosea chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. In these days, days of old, the Lord spoke through Hosea the prophet and declared his controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there was no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Yea, the people were destroyed for lack of knowledge, and this lack was due to willful rejection. Paul could not allow the ignorance concerning spiritual gifts and church order to go any farther in Corinth. He addresses the problem head-on and now deals with truth concerning spiritual gifts. Look to verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols even as you were led. They were presently in decline due to their ignorance, but they were previously in dominion due to their idolatry. The saints in Corinth to whom Paul was writing, they were sinners by nature, and they were sinners by choice. Their lives before Christ were completely enveloped in darkness. They were living as dead, dumb, and deceived slaves to idolatry, and they were previously guilty of all its associated iniquities. You think back to chapter 6, and there these sins are recorded. Through the mighty power of God, these Corinthian Christians had been delivered from this dark and devilish dominion. They needed to consider their present decline, and their previous dominion, and this would help to remove the ignorance that pervaded the whole congregation. Furthermore, there must be comprehension in the church. In verse 3, there was truth that must be understood by the saints. Notice the text. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. There is grave danger in any church body that allows error that contradicts our Lord Jesus to be taught among God's people. Paul was making certain here that these saints were aware that God's Spirit does not lead anyone to speak contrary to God's Son. This would be particularly important with all of the gifts of, of tongues in operation as Satan could imitate this gift and so introduce false doctrine into the body. This truth that must be understood should be underscored by the saints. 
in verse 3, we continue, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. There is that operation of God's Spirit in the believer and in the body, and it is discernible as it agrees with the written Word of God. So much for Paul writing to remove the ignorance concerning spiritual gifts. Now we look as he writes to relate instruction concerning these spiritual gifts. Paul would have the saints instructed that they might not be ignorant. Spiritual gifts are according to God's wisdom, verses 4 through 7. Spiritual gifts are according to God's will, verses 8 through 11. There is one God behind it all, verses 4, 5, and 6. Look to verse 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. There is a blessed unity in the Trinity. We do not read here of three gods, but one God in three persons. First John 5, 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now the Spirit is vitally connected with the source and variety of the gifts. Verse 4. The Son of God is vitally connected with the service and ministry of the gifts. Verse 5. And the Father is vitally connected with the strength and energy of the gifts. Verse number 6. The gifts are according to God's person and plan and power. We should never abuse, misuse, or be confused when it comes to the truth of spiritual gifts. This was one of the main problems in the church of God at Corinth. They were ignorant. One God behind it all. One good behind it all. Look to verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Every born-again believer has the gift of the Holy Ghost. We are all sealed by the Father with the Spirit of God, and the Holy Ghost indwells the saints of God. Each believer is also endowed or gifted by the Spirit and has a function to perform within the body of Christ. Therefore, in the atmosphere and operation of the gifts of God, the manifestation or expression of the Holy Spirit is to bring spiritual profit to all. The children of God can certainly all profit from the blessed instruction, influence, and illumination of the Holy Spirit in the use of the spiritual gifts. Now, the spiritual gifts are also according to God's will. 
the gifts are described, verses 8 through 10. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now, it is not our purpose now to describe all the gifts, but we will say that tongues here is different from that found in the day of Pentecost. Here is a known language, but not known to the speaker and not known to the audience, and there is a need for an interpreter. There is also the distribution of the gifts. Verse 11, But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And so the Holy Spirit, he divides the gifts as he will. You see the Spirit's ministry, the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will the Spirit's mind. The gifts are working according to God's wisdom and God's will, even the Holy Spirit. The sign gifts have passed away, tongues and healing and miracles. But thank God there are still gifts operating within the body of Christ today. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.